coming up on Podcast 1934, the UK launch of the new Model 3, Volta goes under, and Amazon's growing EV fleets. Welcome to a new Patreon producer. That'll be you, Pratt Code. Thank you so much to everybody who supports the show, and it's fantastic to see that growing as well, because I couldn't do this. I wouldn't have the time. I'd be doing other work. This is now my work to spread the word about EVs and fight the fossils, and you do that via Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash EV News Daily. Pratt, you're a legend. Thank you. Now, good morning, good afternoon. Or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. For Tuesday, 17th of October, my name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Welcome to the UK New Model 3, so-called Highland Edition. The refreshed version of the Model 3 is now open for orders here in the UK. And... At a reduced price. Deliveries for the Model 3 are slated for January 2024 at a lower price than its predecessor, the prior entry-level Model 3. At least last time I looked. Now, I don't have a Tesla tracker. This isn't a Tesla podcast. But it was, for a long time, 42990 And the new Model 3 Highland Edition, if you want to call it that, with the new interior, new lights, new design, all the new toys, is 39990 Of course, no discounts here, no tax credits, no incentives, all those kind of things. Uh, But I guess that will push down, that will suppress prices of the existing Model 3 on the used market. So if you're in the market for maybe a new-ish one that's uh, six months or a year old, that could help you out. And if you're in the market for a brand new Model 3, then get your order in. Also, last time I looked, they were doing some handy financing on the Model Y just to shift those as well. It wasn't 0%, but it was, last time I looked, a little bit handy. Model 3, of course, was 0% until recently, which that all went away because they don't want to, you know, they want you to pay full price for the new Model 3. Also in the UK, Tesla is powering one of Europe's largest big batteries. A new Tesla battery if not the largest, then one of the largest in Europe. It has been turned on in Buckinghamshire here in the UK to store surplus wind energy when we've got it and to reduce the UK's reliance on non-renewable energies. Harmony is the company I've talked about many times before. A UK investment firm revealed the Tesla big battery is now live. It's called the Bumpers Battery. Uh, I love it. The Bumpers Battery Energy Storage System, ESS, has the capacity for 99 megawatts, about 198 megawatt hours to supply homes over two hours. The capacity, Harmony says, positions it as Europe's leading battery energy storage system. They've got another one in Scotland, haven't they, that's a little bit smaller. Uh, Both of them built with Tesla's lithium-ion Megapack 2XLs and the energy storage potential of these batteries, like that one in Buckinghamshire, like I say, about 450,000 homes to power them for a couple of hours. Because when there's more renewables than we need, you can do some energy trading, some price trading on that and sell it back to the grid when the grid needs it. Now, here's a disappointing story. That's an understatement if you work at the organisation. That is the Swedish EV company Volta Trucks has declared bankruptcy. The move instigated by Proterra, which itself 
uh, went under recently. Well, it filed for Chapter 11. It's bankruptcy protection in the US in August. They were going to be the supplier of Volta. The collapse of Proterra really, really held back Volta trucks production capabilities because that's they were going to supply the batteries and the drivetrains as far as I know. So a failure in meeting the targets to change suppliers at the last minute. The board statement put out today highlights the cascading effect of when a company like Proterra can't meet their commitments, negatively affecting their ability to raise any more capital in a changing environment. Of course, higher interest rates in environments. Now, last year in November, Volta raised 600 million euros. I've been inside the Volta truck, the 16-ton truck. I was in that earlier this year, around April time. They began their production phase of it. They wanted to do an IPO next year. That, of course, won't happen. Volta trucks had about 5,000 orders of the Volta Zero, which would do 200 kilometers seven-ton payload on that. And prospective buyers had even begun begun specking their standard models and refrigerated versions as well. The company's workforce was about 850 individuals, many of them, most of them actually, 600 or so, based in various locations around the UK. So Swedish company, but very much will feel the pain of that one here. And a real, a real shame. So yes, the one that I was in was held together with double-sided sticky tape and, you know, in places, if you got up really close to it, you could tell it wasn't a production vehicle, but, you know, that's fine. Um, And uh, it's a real shame because Volta seemed like one of the companies that could do it, could get there, Uh, but sadly not. Thoughts with everyone who's uh, lost their employment there. Rivian is making big changes to their EV with software updates to refine the user journey. Streamline towing as well, actually. The Drive Mode app is getting a makeover. A new real-time data screen will display live metrics and the motor temperatures as well. I love this. Give us the data. We want to see all of it. And just make it accessible if you want the nerd-level stuff. And if you don't, that's fine, because that's the difference between me and my wife. I want to know... All of the stuff. I want to know everything. I want to play with the toys. And my wife wants to get in a car and drive it. She's like, has the car got any charge in it? <laughs> yes, they always have. Um, enhancements in the towing experience are in the offing with the R1T now coming equipped with a bed camera. Software version 23.38 is rolling out to the R1Ts and the R1Ss. The revamped user interface puts controls like ride elevation, regen, and others on the far left way more accessible than before. You can swipe over the Rivian image to shift between the drive settings like all-purpose, conserve, sport, and snow, and whether you're towing or not. A new towing section allows you to save trailer profiles. Maybe you have the regular different trailers that you hitch up. You can now have a profile for those trailers and... It'll not only estimate the weight of what's being towed, but track the trip data and predict, crucially predict, battery range influenced by the load that you just hitched up. The rear truck bed camera can now be accessed directly through the camera application so that your trailer is always within sight. Very cool. I love the software updates can do that to electric vehicles. So cool. Now, Lucid, next. Q3 deliveries 
have gone up, but there was, of course, a price cut. Lucid experienced a 4% quarter-on-quarter growth in deliveries of their brilliant Lucid Air vehicles during the third quarter, created partly because of the price reduction in the Air, the luxury sedan, during Q3, which, of course, ended at the end of last month. They made 1,550 cars and delivered 1,457, in contrast to previous quarters when they've made over 2,000. So production is down now. To stimulate demand, Lucid, with the financial backing of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, did take $12,500 in August off their vehicles. Lucid's upping its game, but so's Mercedes, so's BMW. Both of those luxury brands have seen an increase in their EV market share in the US. EV sales have tripled in the last quarter, as per data from Cox Automotive. Lucid, when do they go public? 21? Uh, July 2021, Lucid went public. Uh, They disclosed today they've added an additional 700 cars en route to Saudi Arabia for final assembly. Lucid previously saying back in August about their ambition to roll out 10,000 cars this year remains unchanged, but that would have to go absolutely blazing to hit that. Like over 4,000 in the last quarter that we're in right now, so perhaps unlikely. Amazon are next in the news. Their EV fleet is surging. You know, there's now 10,000 of those Rivian vans. Amazon saying the growth of their EV delivery van fleets produced by uh, the Rivian, of course, uh, during the event in Seattle, talking about how Amazon now boasts 10,000 of these co-designed vans that'll do 150 miles. They're now in 1,850 US cities. Since last summer, The fleet has experienced a huge growth, doubling in number even since July. Infrastructure-wise, Amazon has 12,000 charging points across 100 of their delivery hubs in the United States. Training with over 20,000 drivers nationwide are now trained to drive these vehicles. And to put that into perspective, Amazon has 279,000 delivery drivers, so less than 10% have been trained on driving the EVs. They produce or deliver 20 million packages daily. Lots of data monitoring, of course, allows Amazon to finely tune how they deliver with electric power. And they've got a target of 100,000 Rivian vans by 2030 to align with their climate pledges. Now, this is a great bit of news coming from down under. The Australian High Court has put a stop to Victoria's EV tax. The High Court of Australia ruled against Victoria's EV tax, calling it unconstitutional. The decision is based on a case brought by two EV drivers who challenged the tax, saying that the government didn't, the state government, doesn't hold the authority to levy additional charges on EVs. The ruling, I would think, significantly affects New South Wales and WA, who also had intentions to roll out EV road user charging. The contested law required EV drivers to pay 2.8 cents per kilometre driven, whereas plug-in hybrids charge 2.3 cents per kilometre. Traditional hybrids, no extra fee. Combustion cars, no extra fee. As part of the regulation, drivers had to provide photographic evidence every year of their vehicle readings to the state government. If you didn't comply, if you missed it by a day, you risk being billed 13 thousand kilometers you know fine or a potential suspension of their vehicle rego a cancellation of your registration that has now been nullified by australia's high court and so it should do
Okay, if you'd like your podcast ad-free, you can get it that way via our Patreon supporters club, if you like. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Um, you'll pay my bills, you put the show on the air, you'll get it on the air for everyone who listens to the free version, which is ad-supported, but you get yours ad-free. Now, let's talk about an issue which is 75 days away from being a bit of a problem. Tariffs on European-made EVs might lead to a £3,400 increase on the average car if enacted in January. A 10% tariff also adding around £3,600 to British-built EVs that then get exported from Great Britain to Europe. Internal combustion cars, of course, remain unaffected. The automotive industry is urging both the European Union and the UK government to postpone these rules, these origin rules on batteries until 2027 when there's a battery industry that's more mature. The latest report by the SMMT indicates that the UK's global auto trade could regain its £100 billion trading hub status, but would be severely damaged if these 10% tariffs come in on January the 1st, as agreed by Boris Johnson, who was our previous leader when he did the Brexit deal. These rules, if they are delayed, would be great for consumers. And a simple delaying of the January 1st tariffs don't require any reopening of the Brexit deal. So there's 75 days to go. This was all done before Ukraine, before the pandemic, before supply shortages. At 49, well, about 49.1% of new BEVs registered in the UK in the first half of the year came from the European Union. So any cost augmentation will severely hinder the sale of EU vehicles here in the UK. It would certainly benefit Chinese vehicles. What's EU complaining about at the moment? Chinese vehicles. None of this makes sense. Then again, politicians don't make sense to me. Now, also, the UK has introduced its mandate, which is the legal obligation that if you sell vehicles here, then you must have 22% of your cars sold, pure EV, next year, in 2024. Now, our Prime Minister tried to score some political points by saying, I'm moving it all back from 2030 to 2035. He didn't. He didn't change the mandate. The underlying law never changed. And so... He got the headlines, I'm on the side of drivers, he said. Okay, whatever. The underlying law never changed. And so car makers, if they want to sell cars here, will still have to do a fifth of their car sales pure EV or face big fines. Finally, the smart number one is the vehicle which you might not be thinking when I say smart car. This is a much bigger car. And I don't know how it's selling at the money to do some research on that. The smart number one or smart one, smart hashtag one, what do I call it? Uh, Provariant has a new battery, a 49 kilowatt hour gross, 47 kilowatt hour net battery, smaller than the 66 kilowatt hour battery found in the current model. It uses LFP cells, not NMC. It'll go 310 kilometers and support slower charging, 130 kilowatt at DC fast charges, which they say under optimal conditions. I wonder what that means. Disclaimer. Um, consumers in Europe can look forward to more availability of the small battery, which will reduce the price of the smart number one in countries like Germany, France, Spain, Italy, and Switzerland. Uh, deliveries begin spring 2024. The new small, small battery, smart. And that's your podcast for today. Thank you so much to everyone 
who gets the show on the air. Our executive producers, our partners, and of course, our premium partners. Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland, and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel. Octopus Electroverse. Now, Octopus Electroverse is so handy because you can just have one app, one map, it goes on your home bill. It's brilliant. A global public charging made simple. And lease plan electric moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.